day. We thank you so much for the blessings of life, your love, mercy, your grace. And uh, Miss Diane, praying for travel grace for uh, Brother Mike, Lord, as he's had to travel back out this week to Nebraska. Just pray, dear God, that you'll be with him. Uh, also, uh, Brother True, we want to uh, lift uh, him up this morning. And uh, Father, he's been awfully sick. And uh, so, Father, we just uh, pray for him and pray that you'll just touch and heal his body. And Lord, I know that um, he wants to be here. I, I know that. And uh, so, Lord, I know that you don't feel well, so I just pray that you'll be with him, be with Miss Bar Barbara as well. She tends to him. Uh, Brother Billy, just thanking you for uh, the safe travel that they had out east, and uh, thank you for them being back. Lord, we sure miss them when they're not here, so it's good to have them back in service with us this morning, and I uh, want to continue to pray for Sue. She'll be doing some more traveling, and so we pray for travel grace and safety for them. Uh, Miss Martha, just praising the Lord for the opportunity to engage uh, uh, those, Lord, that know not Christ as their Savior with the gospel, and just pray you'll continue to bless uh, her and uh, our teenagers, the wards. I know Brother Bob and, and Vernon and others, Lord, have, have been going, and just thank you for that. Just pray you'll continue to bless those efforts, and Father, that uh, uh, we'll see folks saved. Uh, also, um, uh, Danielle uh, wants to pray for Josiah. He's not feeling well today. So we lift him up, dear God. Pray you'll touch and heal his body, body as well. Uh, Brother Bob wants to pray for uh, his daughter, uh, Sarah. She's asking for wisdom, Lord. She has a son that's, uh, Father, just rebelling and, and uh, Father, not going uh, the way he needs to go. And so, Father, we pray that you'll speak to his heart. His name is Colton. And, uh, Father, we just pray that, uh, Father, you'll show him, uh, Lord, what he needs to do. And, again, give Sarah and her husband uh, discernment on trying to, uh, work with him, and uh, Father, hopefully he'll he'll see the need to live for you uh, faithfully. Miss Emma, faithfully praying for everybody, Lord. We lift everyone up to you and pray, dear God, that you'll bless today. And uh, Miss Barbara would like to pray uh, for um, uh, her daughter, uh, Adam, and, uh, I'm sorry, her son-in-law, uh, Adam and Holly. And Father, we just lift them up to you, and dear God, pray that uh, you'll bless and lead and guide there. And, and uh, Lord, we know there's been a long prayer request for her. She prays for it a lot. So we just pray that they'll come uh, this morning, and Father, that you'll touch their hearts, and pray they'll continue to come as well regularly. Uh, so, Father, we do thank you. We love you. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and get into the lesson, and um, we'll go ahead and get started. And I have nothing. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and get going here. Uh, so we're going to be looking uh, at uh, Peter's denial uh, of, of Jesus Christ. And uh, we'll uh, uh, get right into it. I'll give you a chance to, we'll be looking at several verses of Scripture there. And uh, just kind of waiting here for my stuff to come on. And um, hopefully it will. Like I said, we've already talked about how the devil is in these things. And uh, so hopefully it'll start working, uh, but we'll go ahead and give him just another second or two. All right, I kind of got it. All right, all right, still doing stuff. Okay, I think we're good, brother. All right, amen, amen. All right, so we're in good shape here. All right, so uh, today we're looking uh, again at uh, how Peter denies Christ. And you can see several uh, uh, passages. We won't turn to all of those. 
Uh, but again, these are on your notes just for uh, further reference, you know, as you want to study this out uh, later on. But we will be turning to several different places and um, again, looking at uh, this uh, Peter's uh, denial of Christ. Most of us are probably familiar with, uh, with the story there. Um, by this time, Peter had been with Christ throughout his earthly ministry some three and a half years. Uh, yet at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, in other words, just uh, literally hours before the cross at Calvary, Peter would deny that he even knew Jesus Christ. And, and certainly that's a, a sad thing to think about. Uh, and of course, we know a lot had happened. Uh, this was after Jesus had been arrested. Um, even though Peter at one point there in the Garden of Gethsemane had bravely defended Christ uh, with a sword, if you remember, um, and cut off uh, uh, the uh, guard's ear um, in doing so. So, you know, how did he go from bravely doing that to just really not very much longer after that of even denying that he even knew the Lord? And uh, we know how Jesus, and we'll, we'll look at these things as we break the scriptures down, but we know that how Jesus was taken uh, to the high priest's palace, uh, that is his home, uh, for questioning, and uh, Peter would would follow, we know, from a distance, but he would eventually gain access uh, to the courtyard, to the actual area where Christ was being questioned. Uh, and uh, there, three times, he was accused of being with Jesus. In other words, uh, some folks had recognized that, hey, you know, you, you've been with this Jesus guy, and all three times Peter denied that he even knew the Lord, even to the extent that he would curse and swore um, uh, trying to disassoci disassociate himself with even knowing Jesus Christ. Uh, even though earlier, you know, he had told Jesus he would never do such a thing. Uh, uh, but Jesus, if you remember, and we'll read about it, Jesus said that you would, uh, and of course he did. Um, and uh, so Peter, you know, as I've made mention before, I love to study the life of Peter because really he represents not just in what he did here in our story, but in other uh, uh, parts of life, I guess you could say his life that we read about. Peter really represents, I think, probably better than anybody, every Christian today. <laughs> in other words, you know, uh, we really, you know, get a, a good view of us. And, and what I mean by that is certainly Peter went on to be a great man of God, used of God greatly. Uh, but uh, we see a lot of the bad things about Christianity sometimes we see in ourselves. We see these things brought out in the life of Peter sometimes. Um, and um, just like Peter was faced with this, we too at times we have to choose to stand with Christ uh, or act as if we do not belong to Christ. And really, that's, that's the choice. You know, anytime we're, we're out, we're, we're either for him or we're against him, and there's really no middle ground, you know. Um, someone has said, you know, that uh, Satan owns the fence. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people kind of want to straddle the fence. They kind of want to stay neutral. Well, that's where Satan thrives, you know. Uh, and and so, so, again, we, we need to, to understand that we either choose to stand for Christ, uh, profess Christ, live for Christ, or we're going to behave as if we do not. Um, now, you know, this is certainly a sad story today, but we know that Peter would go on and, and certainly get things back right with, with the Lord and be used mightily. Uh, and, but we need not to be too hard on Peter because we're all susceptible to this, you know, maybe not to this degree, but certainly in many ways that we are. Uh, the Bible tells us in uh, 
1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And so I'm sure that we're all guilty today, since we've been saved, of, of really the same thing that Peter has done here in one way or another. Uh, maybe not to that degree, but certainly we uh, uh, have uh, uh, probably you know, hid our light, if you will, uh, because of pressure or what have you. And uh, so we're looking again at uh, Peter's uh, denial uh, of Christ and uh, we'll go ahead and, and jump right into this and start breaking the story down, uh, looking at some different Bible verses. And so letter A, uh, you follow there along with your notes, um, uh, says Jesus informs the disciples that on that very night uh, they would be offended because of him. So Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 30. Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 30. It says, And when they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Uh, what garden is in the Mount of Olives? Anybody remember? The Garden of Gethsemane, right. And uh, so that's where they're headed. We know that when you take all the other gospel accounts uh, together. Uh, and so in verse 30, we see there that uh, and uh, when they had sung a hymn, they went out. Now they're coming from the Lord's Supper. They had just observed uh, the Lord's Supper, the Passover actually, what it was known then. And then verse 31, Then saith Jesus unto them, And ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, uh, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. That had been prophesied about already in the Old Testament. But after I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. Um, and so we see there that uh, Jesus has informed his disciples, again, that, 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 he would, that they would be offended uh, because of him. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, that, that's a pretty... In other words, it wasn't that they, they were offended at Jesus for doing something wrong, but what it's talking about there is that they would deny they knew, they would flee from him. It's like, oh, we don't have nothing to do with this guy. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, so he, he prophesied about that. Then in uh, Matthew 26, 33, Peter said he would not, would not deny Christ even unto death. Uh, Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And, you know, he's making a bold, hey, everybody else might do that, but not me. You know, and I really believe Peter felt that, you know. <laughs> but, but again, he, uh, he, he didn't. And uh, so Peter, again, uh, you know, as we, most of us know the story, that he started out pretty good, you know, because when they did come to arrest Jesus eventually, uh, he did defend Jesus with the sword. Uh, he cut off the guard's ear. Um, I've always been of the mind that he was going for his head. And the reason I believe that is because if he cut off his ear, it would you know, come down on his shoulder. I think he ducked and uh, got his ear. And, uh, and so he, he meant business. Uh, so he, he was defending uh, as he said that he would. Uh, but yet we know later uh, that he didn't. But he did for a while, if you will, hold up that promise. Like we looked last week when Peter walked on the water, uh, or a week before maybe, uh, uh, he did walk on the water for a little while, amen? <laughs> and so, so Peter, you know, sometimes he gets, I think, cut a little short. Uh, but, uh, but still, he would, uh, would deny Christ even after this bold declaration. And in letter C, uh, Jesus tells Peter he would deny him three times. So Jesus gets specific here, specific that is. Matthew chapter 26, verse 34, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice, and we get a little more detail on what he told Jesus if we go back to the book of Mark, 
and let's read that account of it as well. Mark chapter 14, verse 30, he adds a little more detail here to it on what Jesus said. He says, And Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, This day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And so just a little bit more detail. So hold that thought. We'll kind of come back to that in just a moment. And uh, so, so again, uh, uh, Peter said, I won't. Jesus said, you will. He even gives us some detail on how that would happen. And then letter D, Peter reaffirms that he would not deny the Lord. Uh, and the other disciples, they also chime in and say the same thing. We see that in Matthew 26, verse 35. Matthew chapter 26, verse 35. Peter say unto him, Though uh, I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. And uh, so really Peter's arguing really with the Lord. Uh, the Lord says, yeah, you're going to do it. Peter's saying, no, I won't do it. <laughs> and uh, the Lord says again, yeah, you're going to do it. Here's how it's going to happen. Gives you some detail. Uh, but uh, Peter still, nope, I'm not going to do it. And the other disciples also say uh, the, the same thing. Uh, so, as we just kind of carry on here, uh, letter E, uh, we know that uh, in the garden, uh, that is the garden of Gethsemane, Judas betrays Christ and the disciples flee. Uh, Matthew chapter 26, verse 47, skipping down here. By the way, we're, we're kind of skipping just not because it's not important, but we also find where Jesus prays and the book of Luke says that he sweat drops of blood. Not getting in all that tonight, or today rather, but uh, we're, we're jumping ahead here a little bit. Verse 47, it says, And while he yet spake, and he had been talking to uh, his disciples there, and he, while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, we know that to be Judas Iscariot, uh, came and with him a great multitude with swords and stays from the chief priests and elders of the people. Um, it says in verse uh, 48, it says, uh, Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were uh, with Jesus stretched out his hand, we know this to be Peter, and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and smote off his ear uh, and said, Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Uh, verse 53, Thinkest not, I'm sorry, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. So uh, they didn't, you know, Jesus allowed them to take him. Verse 54 uh, but how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that it must that it the, that thus it must be? So again, Jesus reminded them that he was fulfilling scripture. Uh, but we see there uh, how that all takes place. We also have it recorded how how Peter you know did defend him uh, at first. And then we get into letter F. Uh, Peter uh, follows uh, that is Christ after he was taken, although we know it was from afar off. Uh, and he does gain access to where Jesus was taking, taken, that is. So John chapter 18, we get a little bit better picture of John chapter 18 of the details of that. John chapter 18, verse 15 through 16. So John 18, 15 through 16. We notice that uh, the Bible uh, says, And Simon Peter followed Jesus. So after they had taken him, Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. We know that to be the disciple of John. 
Um, and Simon Peter followed Jesus and did so another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. So for whatever reason, John was able to get in without any problems. Um, verse 15, or 16 says, But Peter stood at the door without, then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, again, that would be John, and spake unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. And so that's how Peter gets to where uh, Jesus, the vicinity there, very close vicinity um, uh, of, of Jesus there as he's being questioned and, and a lot of other cruel things going on as well. And so, so it's at this time uh, that Peter begins to be accused of knowing and being with Jesus, uh, and he denies it. We see that in verse 17 of John 18, verse 17. It says, Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? And we notice there, he saith, uh, I uh, am not. Uh, now, let's also <clears throat> remember what we read there in Mark about the cock crowing twice before thou deny me thrice. Uh, look at Mark 14. Look at Mark 14, verse 68. Mark 14, verse 68. Mark 14, verse 68. Notice what the Bible says. Now, he's, he's talking about this same uh, conversation he's having with this damsel. But he says, Benign, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest, uh, and he went out into the porch. In other words, he walked away from her past that gate. And notice what it says in the cock crew. So there's the first time, right? And uh, so, so again, the, you know, it's amazing the detail here that, uh, that we have uh, concerning. You know, I always wondered, if, you know, it, it's in the scriptures that, that he heard it. And I'm just wondering if things begin to kind of click in his mind. You know, we don't know. Uh, but uh, kind of interesting to think about, isn't it? Okay, all right, so letter H, uh, Peter denies he knows the Lord a second time. So go on back to the book of Matthew 26, we'll read about that. Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 71 and 72. Verse 71 and 72. Um, it says, And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And uh, so he's continuing to, uh, uh, to deny that he knows Jesus, uh, you know, even uh, being associated with him. And then letter uh, I, uh, Peter denies he knows the Lord the third time, and this is where he curses and swears. Matthew 26, verse 30, or sorry, 73, it says, And after a while came unto him they that stood by, and said to Peter, Surely thou art also one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Now, just like we have here in different parts of the country, we often have, we speak English, but we have different accents. Well, it's the same way those that, in, that grew up in Galilee, they had a certain accent. And so they said, we know, we know you're from that area where, where Jesus is from. And so that's what he's talking about there. And uh, so he says, Surely thou uh, also art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. In verse 74, then began he, that is Peter, to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. Now we know that's the second time. Uh, and of course, uh, Jesus or Peter had denied him. That's the third time, right? And uh, so before the cock crew twice, he certainly did exactly uh, what Jesus said that he would do. Um, and then letter J, uh, the cock crowed the second time, as we just read, Jesus looks at Peter, and you know we're going to look at this uh, in the book of Luke. 
uh, and Peter remembers, then goes out and weeps bitterly. Um, uh, you know, the other Gospels don't uh, clarify that, uh, but uh, uh, could you imagine how he felt at that moment? Let's read about that. Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse 60. Uh, and Peter said, Man, this is the third time. Uh, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew, uh, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. I mean, could you imagine the, the shame that he felt, you know? Uh, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And the Bible says, And Peter went out and wept bitterly. And uh, so that's the, that's the story, and we'll, we'll back up and make some applications and what we learn from that. Uh, but just want to take some time. Does, is, does anybody have any questions, you know, concerning uh, the order of events there? Any, any questions? Uh, I know that was quite a bit and uh, had to get through quite a bit, but I just want to leave a chance for you to ask any questions. Again, you can follow along with your notes. Uh, uh, the scriptures are there, too, if you wasn't able to get to them. You can look at those later at your convenience as well. Any questions? Okay. All right. All right, so what we learn, and we learn there, letter A, God's people fail at times. Amen? Yeah, yeah, we know that, don't we? Uh, we, we certainly know that. And uh, so we have some fill-in-the-blanks there. And, and again, if uh, you don't get them all down, just let me know after I can get those to you. Uh, but we'll spend a little time talking about this. And uh, so, uh, first of all, uh, we see some examples. David, a man after God's own heart. Uh, committed adultery and murder. And of course, most of us know the story of Bathsheba there, uh, the murder of Uriah, her husband, uh, so that he could cover up uh, their affair. And again, the Bible refers to David as a man after God's own heart. And so, you know, um, it isn't just, you know, I know sometimes people disobey God because they don't grow in the Lord, because they, <clears throat> they just uh, are worldly in their thinking and carnal, you know, Paul talks about carnal Christians. You know, they just don't have any zeal, you know, faithfulness, those types of things. Certainly we understand that they're going to fail a lot in the Lord. But uh, uh, sometimes people, just like David, after God's own heart, can fail as well. Amen. And again, we looked at our verse a while ago. That's why we need to take heed. We need to be careful with these things. Uh, number two, Abraham also referred to the friend of God. He lied about Sarah, you know, twice, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, because he, he would fear instead of trusting God the way that he should. And so, again, you know, we think of Abraham, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a, you know, Father Abraham, you know. And, and, and again, uh, he, he would lie. And uh, so he certainly would fail God at times as well. And then, of course, Peter, you know, part of Christ's inner circle, you know. What I mean by that, Peter, James, and John, uh, they got to experience some things in Christ's ministry that the others didn't get to experience. And um, uh, so here he is, uh, again, Peter who walked on the water, Peter who had seen the many miracles by this time of Christ, uh, Peter who had seen many of them, uh, uh, three raised from the dead, uh, you know, diseases, I mean, all types of things that, that Peter watched Jesus Christ do throughout these three and a half years of ministry, even though being a part of that inner circle, uh, he would come to this point in this, you know, position here that he was in and he would deny the Lord three times you know uh, and so we need to understand that God's people fail him at times and and never think folks you know um, most of the folks in here <clears throat> are are been around quite a while um, and I'm sure have lived a, a good life for the Lord but uh, that that never goes away you know the opportunity to fail uh, 
will always be there till the day we get to go be with the Lord. And we always need to understand that, hey, we could all mess up. You know, we never, none of us arrive, you know, while we're here, right? And uh, so we need to understand that, okay? All right, any, any questions or comments? I'll give you a few more uh, seconds there to jot anything down that you want to. Any questions or comments on that? Okay, all right. All right, has everybody got it jotted down? Okay, all right, well, let's move on to letter B here. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to put the verse up here. Uh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, uh, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And uh, certainly, we've already talked about this in detail, uh, but uh, <clears throat> even though we're saved, God certainly wants to destroy our testimony. Uh, and so there's uh, a lot of opportunities for us to, uh, to crash and burn. <laughs> uh, in other words, uh, uh, fall out of fellowship with God. So we need to be really careful with that. All right, letter B. Uh, let's talk about why Peter denied the Lord. And again, this is uh, some fill in the blank here uh, uh, to kind of help you remember a little better. And uh, so he was overconfident in himself. Look, go back to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 33. We've already uh, read this, but I want to read it again. <clears throat> and so uh, Jesus says, you know, you're going to deny me. And uh, Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. Uh, Peter, verse 35, Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, Yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, also said all uh, the disciples. And uh, so, you know, this teaches us that Peter was certainly uh, overconfident in himself. You know, um, even when Jesus told him what would happen, he said, no, I'm not going to, to do that. Um, and uh, I think that's important. You know, uh, we ought not think too highly of ourselves. Amen. That's what the Bible tells us. And uh, so we need to be really, really careful uh, about having overconfidence. Again, and I say there in himself. Um, you know, uh, you know. Certainly, when we yield ourselves to God, doesn't mean that we have to we have to disobey God. So, but again, uh, the Lord knowing Peter's heart at that time. Number two, he didn't heed the warning. Again, in verse uh, chapter twenty-six, verse thirty-four. You know, uh, he said to him, you know, this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. He would even warn him again. And I also go back to that, that cock crowing the second or the first time. Remember, after he denied him the second time, he heard the cock crow once. You know, I'm just wondering, did, did, you know, was Peter, I, I've always wondered what went through his mind, if anything. You know, may, maybe it didn't even click for him at that moment. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, I, I think that uh, in, in the same way that um, when we're not where we need to be, maybe we're overconfident in the Lord. Do you think sometimes that God does give us a warning? You know, God does put some things maybe in our path, in our life. Anybody want to comment on that? Brother Bob? Right, amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, um, how many of us, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm sure we've all been there. 
um, have uh, maybe heard a message and we were challenged in some way by that message, whatever it was. Might not even have been about sinful things, but maybe just encouraging to be faithful in some certain area, to go do something maybe that, that you've always been a little standoffish about doing, those types of things. And all of a sudden, you, you're, you're, you're there and you kind of see this opportunity you know, in front of you and you remember you remember that message, or you remember what you read in the Bible. It might not even came from a message, but maybe what you read in the Bible. You know, how many of us have been through that? I know I have. You know, I've seen it. And even to top it off, uh, I didn't obey, and then the next message I hear is, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, uh, God, God gave me a warning. He gave me the opportunity. I didn't listen, and, and then I get the chastisement, you know. Uh, and uh, so, so, again, it's important that we heed uh, these, these warnings. And, and as Brother Bob was saying there, be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, he underestimated his enemy, uh, you know, uh, we've looked at uh, this verse in one of our uh, Sunday morning messages, but Luke chapter 22, let's go ahead and go back there. Luke 22, you know, we, uh, we can't underestimate the devil, amen? And uh, he certainly, you know, once we're saved, we're always saved. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, but uh, if we underestimate the devil, he can sure make it hard on us to be an effective Christian. And that's really what he's setting out to do. Uh, Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Uh, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Um, but praise the Lord, uh, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee both into prison and death. And again, Jesus tells him, <coughs> and he said, sorry, <coughs> I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Uh, and so again, you know, when we underestimate uh, the enemy, you know, that's not a good thing. Uh, and, and the Bible makes it very clear how the devil has a lot of ability to get us, that is, Christians, even strong Christians, off track. You know, there's a lot of things out there. Now, I'm not of the mind that, that, God no, or that the devil can see our heart as God can because he's not God, but he does know human nature, and he knows our human tendencies as well. Uh, and certainly, uh, just as he, God has angels, I believe the devil does too, uh, I believe that our lives are often analyzed by these, uh, uh, what we would call uh, even demons, fallen angels. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's notes taken. You know, well, I know, I know he struggles with this, and, and I know she struggles with that, and, and I know this has been a history of their family, and and uh, so, you know, I don't think we realize that a lot. That, and when we do that, we're underestimating uh, the enemy in a mighty and powerful way. Because it's not flesh and blood, guys, that we're struggling with. It's not who's president. It's not, uh, you know, who, uh, you know, what, what my family's going through at any particular time. This is of the devil. <laughs> and, and we have to battle that in the same way. Amen? Uh, amen? All right, so this, this is important to understand. So we don't want to underestimate uh, the enemy. Uh, and we see there that, that uh, uh, Peter certain, certainly did. Uh, he followed Jesus afar off. Uh, and, of course, we understand the situation here, verse 54, but there's certainly a spiritual significance here. And they took him, that is Jesus, and led him and brought him uh, into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. Um, you know, we, we think about that um, Remember, when he was near Jesus, 
he had the courage to lash out with the sword, you know. And there's a sp spiritual significance to that. Um, but when he got away from Jesus and, and the whole world seemed like it was crumbling all around him, that's when he got fearful and, and uh, wasn't uh, doing what he said he would do. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll, you know, even unto death, Lord, but when it got right down to it, uh, he didn't, and he was following uh, Jesus afar off and later would go on uh, and, and deny him three times. And certainly the spiritual application is there's, you know, uh, you know we, can be, we can belong to Jesus, but if we're following him far off, in other words, we're not faithful, we're not attending church the way we need to, we're, we're not reading our Bible, spending time in prayer, that's following Jesus afar off. And guess what? When things happen in life, you're, you're going to react from your experiences. You're going to react how the natural man would react. You're not, you're not going to react as though Jesus is literally standing there with you. You know, Peter was brave enough to take out a sword when Christ was there, but when he followed him afar off, uh, he, he crumbled. Uh, and, and we're the same way. We're absolutely no different uh, than Peter. And then number four, uh, he was with the wrong crowd. Uh, Luke chapter 22, verse 55 and I've heard a lot of messages over this uh, over the years. And when they'd kindled a fire in the midst of the hall uh, and where were set down together, Peter sat down among them. And, um, you know, uh, he was with the wrong crowd, you know, and, uh, you know, warming our hands at the wrong fire. You know, those types of things certainly isn't going to encourage us to, to be strong uh, in the Lord. Amen. And uh, so, again, it's, uh, you know, when we're uh, around those that don't love the Lord, they're certainly not going to help us serve the Lord, certainly not going to be uh, strong in the things of God. And, uh, you know, uh, those things can cause us uh, to, you know, those ungodly influences uh, aren't going to help us any. And of course, I, you know, I, I particularly think about young people, you know, with that. You know, um, I was just talking to somebody yesterday or when was somebody in the church? I can't remember who it was. But um, uh, who was I talking to? You know, I'm getting to do that a lot. <laughs> more and more as the years go by. But uh, uh, they were talking about somebody they knew that uh, they're, uh, and, and I've probably shared these types of things with you already, but these are children that grow up in church, uh, go to church their whole life. You know, maybe they didn't always want to, but, you know, uh, their parents made them. Um, and in this particular instance, I've heard this story many times, but in different ways, but they got off to college. And uh, certainly the, the instructors, professors, they don't believe in the Lord. Uh, most of your secular colleges, if not all, have a, an agenda, a social agenda. Um, and so they are, they're just not ready. They're in the wrong crowd and they come home or get to the point where they don't believe anymore. They, don't, they, don't, they just don't think that's the way that it is, you know. Um, and so we need to be real careful with that. But you know what? It's not just young people. You know, it, it's, it's any age, you know. We have to be careful, you know. We need to, we, that's why we really need to pray about college and work and, and all these types of things, you know, because, listen, uh, when we're around the wrong crowd, it will rub off on you. Amen. And we need to be really, really careful about that. And certainly uh, we see that uh, there uh, with, uh, 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 with Peter. All right. Any, any questions or comments? We've got a few principles here that we're going to look at, and then we'll be done. Yes, Brother Bob? Yes. Amen. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, amen. Right, amen. Sure, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's things we do that take us out from underneath that umbrella of protection, that umbrella of influence, and, and then we're left to ourselves to make a natural decision, and, you know, we blow it. <laughs> I say we, I, okay? All right, so, all right, so we're, we're getting a little late here. The scripture references are there. I won't we'll have time to turn to them, but here's some principles uh, to be applied. Um, uh, you'll be hated by the world, you know, uh, Peter was just, he was amongst his enemies, and he was trying, you know, he, you know, I'm sure that he wasn't wanting to do what he was doing, but he was just amongst his enemies. And so we need to understand that we are certainly going to be hated by the world. Uh, Paul would tell Timothy that, uh, actually it says, all those that will live godly, I'm not sure exact wordage of it, but uh, in other words, if you want to be a faithful Christian, now carnal Christians probably aren't going to suffer too much persecution because, they blend with the world. They're, you know, but, but if you decide to live godly, in other words, you make decisions that just rub people the wrong way, uh, you're going to suffer persecution. Amen? And uh, so we need to always remember that, uh, that it's not going to be easy uh, to uh, stand up for the Lord. Uh, certainly we will have tribulation. Again, those that are godly, uh, that are living for the Lord, uh, you know, uh, witnessing, uh, you know, trying to be separated, those types of things. Again, we will have tribulation. We will face these things just in the same way that Peter faced some things as well. Uh, number four, uh, uh, you will be separated from men's company. Uh, in other words, uh, Jesus was speaking there uh, that, uh, you know, again, talking about uh, godliness and worldliness. You know, people will, will separate from you. They don't want anything to do with you because uh, uh, that you're uh, living... Uh, a godly life. And then number five, you will suffer reproach as well. In other words, there's going to be, you know, things uh, said. You know, often, it doesn't happen every week, but, but often every week and sometimes more than once, uh, especially if we've had several people out hanging out door hangers, I usually get a phone call or two. <laughs> Somebody doesn't appreciate it, you know. And I'm always kind and say, well, you know, sorry for the inconvenience or what have you. Uh, but, um, but folks, you know, we're, that's just part of it. We're going to suffer reproach, amen? And uh, so but we can't let that stop us, right? Amen. We've we, we got to keep doing what we need to do for the Lord. All right, all right. So uh, that, that ends up the lesson, and so I hope that was a blessing to you. Next week, uh, we'll be looking at Jesus' crucifixion and uh, talking about that, and then the week after that, we'll look at the resurrection. But uh, again, I, I started to kind of shift things around because it was Easter, but I don't know, once I kind of get get it settled in my mind what I want to do. It's hard for me to change. So, <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, but uh, uh, So we'll be looking at Jesus' crucifixion and breaking down the scriptures, much like we did today, and then hopefully making some applications and principles. All right, all right. Any questions or comments before we're dismissed? Brother Leon.